From the National Weather Museum and Science Center in Norman, Oklahoma, this is When Did the Storm Begin? A podcast bringing the history of weather to the forefront. My name is Pat Hyland, Vice Chair for the National Weather Museum and Science Center. Today's episode, The Weather Events of 2020. 2020. Just the mere utterance of that conjures up so many different thoughts and emotions. 2020 was certainly an especially challenging year, as the coronavirus pandemic, which resulted in tens of millions of positive cases and millions of deaths worldwide, forever changed the way we live, work, and interact. Wearing a mask and social distancing became the norm. Toilet paper and Clorox disinfecting wipes were sometimes harder to find than the new PlayStation 5. Gatherings were canceled and replaced with virtual hangouts using Zoom, Google Meet, and other virtual platforms. Several racially charged events occurred that led to a resurgence in examining systemic racism in our culture. The U.S. had the largest turnout for an election in 120 years, with two-thirds of the voting-eligible population using mail-in ballots and in-person voting to select the next president. Sports managed to continue inside empty stadia and arenas, and sometimes using isolated bubbles in chosen cities. 2020 was not without its notable weather events, either. Join me today as we review the notable weather events that impacted the United States during 2020. January Temperatures during the first part of winter were warm enough across the Great Lakes to keep surface water temperatures above freezing across a large portion of the basin. As a result, lake effect snow events become possible much later in the season than on average, which can lead to higher seasonal snowfall totals. February 2020 in parts of Jackson, Mississippi, there is water everywhere. You feel helpless and you want to, you know, you want to throw in the towel. With the worst flooding in decades affecting thousands across central Mississippi, this morning they're bracing for more rain with another two inches expected over the next few days. Across parts of Jackson, the swollen Pearl River relentless, overtaking homes, shutting down streets and flowing through bridges. February was a tale of two winters, with Alaska continuing its record cold with the coldest February they've had in over 20 years, while Hawaii had one of their warmest winters on record. It was also particularly wet across the U.S., 
The winter of 2020 had the most extreme wet conditions on record, with much above average to record precipitation observed for the southeast into the Great Lakes, but below average precipitation out west. March 2020. There it is! Go! Inside! Go! No! Get inside, folks! This is moving by the Channel 5 area as we speak. All right, folks, you need to head to your safe place. This tornado is on the ground. It is moving right by Channel 5 as we are getting close to a direct hit at the TV station. Deadly tornadoes sweeping through one of those Super Tuesday states, Tennessee. At least two tornadoes touched down, including one that caused heavy damage near downtown Nashville. We're learning that at least seven people are now confirmed dead in the metro area. Emergency crews are dealing with about 40 collapsed buildings. Powerful EF3 and EF4 tornadoes caused considerable damage across the Nashville Metroplex and several counties east of Nashville. This damage included many homes, businesses, vehicles, and 90 planes and numerous buildings at the Nashville airport. There was also additional hail and wind damage in the surrounding states including Alabama, Kentucky, Mississippi, and Missouri. Overall, this event resulted in $2.5 billion in damage. Studies have shown that this particular region of the CONUS has had an increase in tornado environments and reports in recent decades, with Tennessee experiencing more killer tornadoes at night than any other state. At the same time, the average contiguous U.S. temperature was 46.1 degrees Fahrenheit, 4.6 degrees Fahrenheit above the 20th century average. This ranked as the 10th warmest March in the 126th period of record. April 2020. The coronavirus has devastated the airline industry. U.S. air travel has dropped 95% compared to last year, and the number of flights scheduled globally is down by 63%. It's somewhere between 14 and 15,000 aircraft that are parked, or almost 60% of the fleet. Never before in history have airlines had to ground so many planes so quickly. Our customers have come to us and said, look, we're parking literally hundreds of aircraft per day. And logistically, it's very, very complex. This is a particular difficult time. With a reduction in air traffic and automobile traffic due to the coronavirus pandemic, the air quality index greatly improved, especially within large metropolitan areas. Commercial aircraft are instrumented to collect additional meteorological observations of the atmosphere during their transits which can be incorporated into weather prediction models to better predict weather patterns. How did the drop-off in aircraft traffic impact meteorological observations? There's still a lot of work left to be done to study this, but there were less upper air observations due to the coronavirus pandemic. Boulder, Colorado broke the record for its snowiest season since 1909 with 152 inches of snow. Meanwhile, drought conditions out west continued to intensify. May 2020. We are still weeks away from the official start of hurricane season, but a tropical storm warning has been issued for portions of the North Carolina coast. Tropical Storm Arthur has become the first named storm of the year. It is currently strengthening and expected to hit the North Carolina coast Monday. Tropical storms Arthur and Bertha formed on May 16th and May 27th, respectively, which is a record six consecutive season for at least one named storm to form in the North Atlantic Basin before the official start of the hurricane season on June 1st. It certainly seemed like a signal that we were in for a very active hurricane season. 
May had the fewest number of severe weather reports since May 2014, as well as the fewest number of tornadoes and EF2 plus tornadoes reported since at least 1970. That certainly doesn't mean that May was without its severe weather. In fact, severe thunderstorms in Burke Burnett, Texas on May 22nd produced grapefruit-sized hail with a reported hailstone of 5.3 inches. June 2020. Trees snapped like twigs in 70 to 80 mile per hour winds on Saturday. This video captured on the dash cam of the Nine News Weather Titan in Westminster. The damage, though, was widespread. From Utah all the way to South Dakota, we were all hit by the same line of intense and fast-moving thunderstorms, a wave of thunderstorm wind gusts called a derecho. The Colorado Climate Center says it's the first one ever recorded on the Front Range. Um, it's pretty remarkable, and I think this will hold up as probably the most widespread thunderstorm wind event that we've ever seen across Colorado. On June 6, a rare Rockies derecho brought severe thunderstorms and damaging winds in a line from Utah to Wyoming and across Colorado into the Dakotas. A derecho also occurred three days before from Pennsylvania to New Jersey. Meanwhile, the drought and warm temperatures continued out west, with fires raging in the mountains. The bushfire in Arizona consumed 193,000 acres, making it the fifth largest wildfire in Arizona history. July 2020. We begin tonight with Tropical Storm Isaias lashing the Florida coast and preparing for a dangerous run north along the east coast that will have an impact on millions. The system churning off the east coast of Florida tonight, blowing trees and debris, sustained winds now at 70 miles per hour. At least three people were killed as Isaias carved through the Caribbean as a Category 1 hurricane. Tonight, flash flood watches have been issued in the Carolinas where there could be a landfall. Before the system races north along the coast with Philly, D.C. and New York all expecting stormy weather this week. Of course, this battle against Mother Nature comes as Americans remain locked in a battle against COVID-19. The 2020 hurricane season was off to a fast start. Tropical Storm Edward became the earliest fifth name storm followed by Tropical Storm Fay, the earliest sixth-named storm, followed by Hurricane Hannah, the earliest eighth-named storm, and finally Hurricane Isaias, the earliest ninth-named storm. Isaias caught the nation's attention not only because of the difficulty of correct pronunciation, but also because it spawned more than 50 tornadoes and impacted the U.S. from Puerto Rico all the way to Massachusetts. There was even a Category 1 hurricane, Douglas, that narrowly missed landfall in Hawaii. August 2020. The state has been hit so, so badly that um, it's almost easier for me to say what we don't need because we kind of need everything right now. Um, it is, I really don't think that I can exaggerate how bad it is. A sudden and devastating storm known as derecho tore through parts of Iowa last week, and some people are still wondering what hit them. In all my years doing this, I have never seen a derecho of this intensity and magnitude causing the amount of destruction that it caused. I mean, it has been catastrophic for the folks, especially that live in and around Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and then really far from that area as well. 
A powerful derecho traveled from southeast South Dakota to Ohio, a path of 770 miles in 14 hours, producing widespread winds greater than 100 miles per hour. The states most affected included Iowa, Illinois, Minnesota, Indiana, and Ohio. This derecho caused widespread damage to millions of acres of corn and soybean crops across central Iowa. There was also severe damage to homes, businesses, and vehicles, particularly in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. In addition, there were 15 tornadoes across northeastern Illinois, several affecting the Chicago metropolitan area. Overall, $7.5 billion in damage was reported. According to the NOAA NWS Storm Prediction Center, this day of the Iowa derecho was the second highest day of severe weather reports for all of 2020. The Louisiana coast was dealt two blows in August with Hurricanes Marco and Laura. On August 27th, Hurricane Laura made landfall near Lake Charles, Louisiana as a Category 4 storm with 150 mile-per-hour winds. This tied the 1856 Louisiana hurricane for the strongest landfalling winds on record for the state. Laura was also the 10th strongest U.S. landfalling hurricane by wind speed on record. Hurricane Laura was so powerful that it damaged the Lake Charles, Louisiana Doppler weather radar. Luckily, researchers from the OU Cooperative Institute for Mesoscale Meteorological Studies and NOAA National Severe Storms Laboratory were able to provide mobile radar assistance following the radar's destruction. The SCU and LNU Lightning Complex and the August Complex wildfires that burned in Central and Northern California were the second, third, and fourth largest fires on record in California, respectively and currently fall shy of the record Mendocino Complex Fire of 2018, in which 459,123 acres were consumed. The Pine Gulch Wildfire near Grand Junction, Colorado, was the largest wildfire in Colorado history with over 139,000 acres consumed. The previous record was held by the 2002 Hayman Fire. September 2020 for folks up and down much of the West Coast, this has been a week of fire and destruction. As of this weekend, Western wildfires have burnt through an area about the size of the state of New Jersey. This was a week of extremes, record shattering heat, bone dry humidity, and powerful winds. From Washington State to Southern California, entire communities were wiped out. Smoke from the dozens of major wildfires mushroomed into thick blankets of clouds so vast they could be seen from space. Beneath those clouds, a suffocating haze. San Francisco was bathed in an ominous, toxic glow. Prepare for evacuation. All from fires that keep raging, stretching resources to the limit. If fires like this continue to be the norm, do we have enough people in this state to fight them? We don't. Widespread continuous drought and record heat affected more than a dozen western and central states for much of the summer and early fall. Death Valley recorded a temperature of 130 degrees Fahrenheit, the highest measured temperature globally in decades, while Los Angeles County recorded a record high of 121 degrees Fahrenheit. The drought and heat also helped to dry out vegetation across the West that contributed to the Western wildfire potential and severity. More than 4 million acres burned across California, breaking the statewide burn record set in 2018 by more than 2 million acres. 
Five of the top six largest wildfires on record in California, dating back to 1932, burned during August and September. The August complex is the largest California wildfire, which began as 37 separate wildfires within the Mendocino National Forest, set off after storms caused over 10,000 lightning strikes across Northern California. Over 8,500 structures burned across California. Oregon also had historic levels of wildfire spread and damage as over 2,000 structures burned. These wildfires spread rapidly and destroyed several small towns in California, Oregon, and Washington. Dense wildfire smoke produced hazardous air quality affecting millions of people, including major cities, for weeks. Hundreds of additional wildfires also burned in other western states. Hurricane Sally made landfall as a Category 2 hurricane in the Florida Panhandle. Wind gusts up to 100 miles per hour and 20 to 30 inches of rainfall caused considerable flood and wind damage across the panhandle of Florida into Alabama and Georgia. Many homes and businesses in downtown Pensacola, Florida were impacted from flooding produced by the storm surge and heavy rainfall. 2020 is now the fourth consecutive year that the U.S. has been impacted by a slow-moving tropical cyclone that produced extreme rainfall and damaging floods. Harvey, Florence, Imelda, and Sally. Also, for the first time since 1971, five named storms churned in the Atlantic Basin at one time. Paulette, Renee, Sally, Teddy, and Vicky were each visible in the Atlantic Ocean on September 14th, October 2020. Gas burners, the only source of heat for many in day two of widespread power outages. The ice storms cutting power for upwards of 300,000 people, according to OG&E. More than 24 hours without power, prompting neighbor to reach out to neighbor in panic. More than 1,700 crew members are on the road working to restore electricity as Oklahomans prepare for another night of freezing rainstorms. Try and find a propane heater or gas heater that I can use. Tropical systems and wildfires continued into October. The alternating male-female names for tropical storms gave way to the Greek alphabet as hurricanes Delta and Zeta made landfall on October 9th and October 28th, respectively, once again targeting the Louisiana coast. Category 2 Hurricane Delta came ashore on October 9th at Creole, Louisiana, six weeks after Category 4 Laura and approximately 12 miles east of Laura's landfall location. Eleven named U.S. storm continental landfalls occurred during the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season through November 1st. This broke the previous record of nine landfalls in 1916. Through November 1st, six hurricanes made landfall in the U.S., which tied 1985 and 1886 for most hurricane landfalls in a single season. Hurricanes Delta and Zeta brought the total number of landfalling named storms for Louisiana in 2020 through November 1st to five. Cristobal, Marco, Laura, Delta, and Zeta. This is a new record for Louisiana and any U.S. state. Wildfires across Colorado grew rapidly during October. As of November 1st, the three largest fires on record in Colorado occurred in 2020. More than three dozen large wildfires continued to burn across the West at month's end. Over 8.5 million acres have burned so far this year, which exceeds the 10-year average. The East Troublesome Fire in Colorado was the state's second-largest wildfire on record, with more than 193,000 acres consumed. 
In late October, the fire spread rapidly, forcing the evacuation of the entire town of Grand Lake. The 2020 Cameron Peak and Pine Gulch fires were the largest and third largest fires in state history, respectively. A little closer to the National Weather Museum and Science Center in Norman, Oklahoma, an ice storm impacted parts of the central and southern plains on October 27th. More than 350,000 residents in central and southwestern Oklahoma were without power as freezing rain and ice brought down foliage-filled trees and subsequently power lines. This was the earliest ice storm on record for Oklahoma. November 2020. Seasonal forecasts predicted the tropics would be busy, but it's definitely been a 2020 kind of a hurricane season. I don't think anybody could have predicted that we'd see the high number that we ended up getting at record levels. It's not just about how busy the season is. It's about how bad. With all the landfall, this has been a very bad hurricane season. Many of those landfalls ended up in the Gulf of Mexico, all targeting the same area. It is a remarkable statistic that we had six named storms come ashore between the Florida-Alabama border and the Texas-Louisiana border. Six named storms, five of those making landfall in Louisiana, three of those Louisiana hurricanes. But the term of the season, rapid intensification. Rapid intensification. Rapid intensification. We saw so many of them strengthen very quickly on final approach to land and crossing the coast, which made it all so much more dangerous. November marked the end of hurricane season for 2020. Through November 30th and the official end of the Atlantic hurricane season, several records were tied or broken. 30 named storms formed in the Atlantic, which breaks the previous record of 27 set in 2005. The 13 hurricanes and six major hurricanes in 2020 are both the second most on record behind 2005, which had 15 and 7, respectively. 12 named U.S. storm continental landfalls occurred during 2020. This tops the 11 landfalls set through October 31st and breaks the previous annual record of nine landfalls set in 1916. Six hurricanes made U.S. landfall, tying 1886 and 1985 for the most U.S. hurricane landfalls in a single season. Nicaragua was impacted by a Category 4 hurricane, Ada, and a Category 5 hurricane, Iota, within two weeks of each other and only a difference in 15 miles for their respective landfalling locations. Iota was the only Category 5 storm during 2020, the strongest hurricane of the season and only the second Category 5 storm on record to form during November. Phoenix, Arizona is not called the Valley of the Sun for nothing. On November 17th, Phoenix reached 92 degrees Fahrenheit, breaking its record for the latest day in the year when the high temperature was at least 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Phoenix, Arizona broke the record for the number of days with temperatures at or above 110 degrees Fahrenheit in a calendar year. The 2020 record of 53 days shatters the previous record of 33 set in 2011. December 2020 New York Governor Andrew Cuomo gave a televised update earlier showing critical care nurse Sandra Lindsay receiving one of the first doses of the COVID-19 vaccine in the United States. She said she felt hopeful and relieved about the shot. 
We are in a new phase in the pandemic. The first shipments of, on Pfizer's vaccine are arriving in states around the country. It was the first to receive emergency use authorization from the FDA. Moderna has also applied for an authorization of its vaccine. They're coming at a critical time. The U.S. has seen more than 16.3 million coronavirus cases and more than 300,000 deaths. Overnight, the most powerful snowstorm in years slammed into the northeast. In Pennsylvania, where some parts saw more than a foot of snow, treacherous roads led to a massive crash involving more than 30 vehicles and at least two deaths. The winter wallop coming as UPS and FedEx rush to deliver coronavirus vaccine shipments. We expect to keep getting the uh, deliveries and keep being able to turn around and get people vaccinated. We made it. December 2020. The final month of 2020. Hope is in the air with the first phase of doses of the coronavirus vaccine currently being administered. December marks the beginning of meteorological winter, which is the end of meteorological or northern hemisphere fall. Meteorological winter got off to a quick start with a powerful system that trekked up the east coast, dropping 40 to 50 inches of snow in parts of New York, with snowfall rates of 4 to 6 inches per hour reported. So what will 2021 have in store for us, both in our world and with our weather? As 2020 has demonstrated, it's nearly impossible for us to say what will happen with any bit of certainty. Whatever lies ahead of us, we hope that all of you stay safe and well. We hope you enjoyed this look back on the weather events of 2020. Have an idea for our next episode? Share your ideas and questions for us at info, that's I-N-F-O, at nationalweathermuseum.com or find us on social media. The National Weather Museum and Science Center is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that operates with the generous support of people like you. Help us continue to preserve the history and highlight the future of weather research by donating or becoming a member today. Find out more at www.nationalweathermuseum.com. We'll see you next time for our latest episode of When Did the Storm Begin? as we bring the history of weather to the forefront.